0: Before we begin, a warning that today's episode includes the topics of rape, sexual assault and incest. So if one or all of these topics are difficult for you, you may want to skip this episode. Welcome back to Who Are You, a CSI podcast. I am Lauren, and I have seen CSI through and through about three to four times.
1: Uh, and I'm Nick, and we're working our way through the first time seeing the series.
0: And today we are reviewing Season 1, Episode 7, Blood Drops. Director is Kenneth Fink. Writers are Anthony E. Zyker and Donahue, and Elizabeth Devine. Original air date was November 17, 2000. So we open up. We, we start with a strip again. Crazy so crazy i know but we open up with a strip
1: i don't recall how much how many times i've mentioned this so far in the podcast but i have alluded to this notion of their of going back and rating all of the opening scenes Mm -hmm. for how much vegas they have i have done this and i do have an official vegas scoring method i don't go into the method but it it, in theory we can rank from one to five the highest scoring episode so far is episode two which, just to show you some, some of the metrics involved, there's 24 seconds and 11 scenes of the Vegas Strip in episode two. Opening. <laughs> and it's like right on the cusp of what i would consider a 4 or a 5. Okay. This episode only had two scenes over 8 seconds. I kind of have to make some decisions sometimes about like whether a scene is Vegas or not, like okay. typically like the neighborhood scene where they're just getting ready to pan into like the house, you know, which we had one of those that doesn't necessarily count. I'm mostly looking yeah. for the glitz and the glam. Yeah. But like the uh, I biggest, think I counted biggest, Lake biggest Mead. Proper is what you're looking yeah. for. I kind of like the Lake Mead scene I think in the in that one episode. But in general, yeah, we've had one three, three ones, and this is our second two so as a, as a journal thing, like maybe when we get up to like a, the first column holds 20 episodes in my in my spreadsheet in the back of my notebook so when we get to 20 maybe we'll post it on twitter or if something you can't,
0: if you can't tell nick does analytics for a living yeah this is my, what he does it's not what i do obviously is, but it is this, what nick does for,
1: for for work and and for fun yeah. <laughs> Sometimes at work I will like randomly make a, a data visualization of something and someone will be like oh this is really cool like you didn't have to do this I said y- you didn't have
0: to do this I did uh, <laughs> I was compelled So we, uh, we but opened, yes we so we open up the strip we do that we we then Go to the burbs, and then we also focus on bunny statues for a while. Which so I, a little strange and out of place, like they really uh, hung on those bunny statues for a I,
1: while. I, I wrote in my notes, It must be bunnies, which is a reference to the musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh, yeah, that's from right. my childhood. Yes. But then in the second watch through, I wrote down, They didn't do anything with the bunnies. No. there's bunnies on the front there's bunnies inside the house there's bunnies everywhere i don't know what scene got cut out but there is no reference to bunnies no after other than like some imagery in the first
0: couple of scenes plenty of references to buffalo no further references to the bunnies. so we move to a girl coming out of the house screaming help me help me she runs to the neighbors we then cut to grissom arriving to the house and there's press all over the place like presses everywhere and we find out that four people in the house are dead the mom the dad and the two boys after we learn this we see an officer you know plain like a regular officer come out of the house he gets sick grissom can't understand why because grissom is just conveniently clueless when it's convenient for grissom to be clueless and the officer who i wrote down later his name is o'reilly it didn't sergeant it way
1: like, sergeant o'reilly is his, uh, sergeant i think his O'Reilly. Name. i um, thought he was the mayor Oh, he was not, he's definitely not the mayor. I now. thought they called him, I thought they were like Mayor O'Reilly. Grissom was like later in the episode. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up being like, then there was the actual mayor or reference to the actual mayor in the episode. And you were like, so so, so the then I, I had to like go back and re listen to that scene and I decided they called him Sergeant O'Reilly. Okay. so Sergeant I, I might be wrong. So but.
0: Sergeant O'Reilly has to tell Grissom that it's because of what the officer witnessed, you know, he saw the crime scene in the house and that's when yep. he get sick. We cut to credits. We then go to Grissom walking into the crime scene with another officer. He asks that officer to take notes for him. And so this oh. this scene is a whole scene of Grissom basically dictating to the officer, right? Saying... Is-
1: is this person not a CSI investigator? He's not a CSI.
0: I think he's just an oh. officer. I think he's just a police. Like I think he's just a, uh, a police. I think he's just a police officer. I don't think he's a CSI because
1: he tells him like you don't need you won't need your kit or something or he says leave, leave
0: your kit outside. But I don't. Yeah. Or maybe he's a brand new CSI. But that's I, what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe he's a brand new CSI. I wrote down that he was an officer, but maybe well, he's a brand he, new
1: well, clearly he's not a series regular, or else he would know who he is. <laughs> <This> is- <laughs> I mean, yeah. after his performance into this crime scene, he may have been like, oh,
0: So, Grissom notes that the air smells like copper, so that must mean that there's a lot of blood. They find Dad in the hallway. There's no drag marks. He has multiple stab wounds. This is pretty soon after this. The officer starts to think that he's going to be sick. Sarah arrives to help him out. So, Sarah basically excuses this officer/slash junior CSI, and he leaves. And we find out that Sarah doesn't know how to turn off. I just watched Hot Fuzz, so if anyone knows Hot Fuzz well, you'll know what I'm talking about. So we go to Grissom and Sarah going into the master bedroom where they find the mother. They realize that she has no defensive wounds. She was most likely killed in her sleep. Then we cut to Grissom. She's like...
1: still bleeding too like
0: yes the, the blood is dripping <laughs> yeah. off of her I was, like, I was i
1: was thinking then i was remembering like well she the girl just ran out of the house so like you know the police would respond pretty quickly i guess chris gets there not long after that so the whole thing like but i mean blood coagulates pretty fast i was like I think they were just trying to amp up how gruesome it was but i was like this lady's still bleeding Sheesh.
0: yeah yeah so she's still bleeding out and grissom then goes into a room that says you know brenda's room or says brenda on the door and then he ends up in the brother's room he kind of he tests the like blinds behind the brother's bed and realizes yes. they're locked so you have to think like he believes that some he wants to make sure that that's not how the killer got in right he tests the blinds the I, blinds are fine
1: i check out this because like probably most teenage boys there was a million things on the mantle in front of those blinds
0: yeah. Yeah, they had anybody, anybody
1: comes in that window they would all be knocked over
0: barn. yep and they find another quote-unquote cult symbol on the mirror in the which, in the brother's room
1: which they never really do anything with
0: they they mention it a little bit later but they yeah. don't really do anything with it yeah. I agree. They, they
1: don't they never be like oh why did you do this or why did you no? Do that? we
0: we never find the why yeah. and in the scene we then see the other brother on the floor we cut to grissom outside he wants the paramedics there he then wants his entire shift there and says that the only crime scene in las like this is the only crime scene in las vegas tonight is this
1: he crime um, scene. with the circles he had a line and this will be important this is important because this is going to be nick's first failed prediction of this episode Ooh let's hear it he says like someone left a message yeah I think it's when he saw the second set of circles or something
0: yeah we just don't know what it is yet or we don't
1: and I wrote oh this is gonna be the guy from the first episode because in like the first episode there's like this notion with the which it was the the scene with the with the dude who made the horror props yes right and it's like this guy this person knows forensics right and you never really know who uh, killed the guy in the bathtub right and i was thinking oh it's been like six episodes They're bringing this storyline back i was like i wrote that down i was like oh this is gonna be a good prediction when this gets paid off later and then like it didn't take very long for that to get thrown just out to, the like, window <laughs> like early on in the episode you know that that's a yeah. that's not true and so i was like oh i gotta tell them when my predictions are way off as well you know Yep.
0: Yeah. and we have a quick little news montage just a a series of clips from the news talking about the crime and then we go to I believe it's O'Reilly with Tina the older sister she's claiming that she needs you know the, well you know sorry he's saying that they need her clothing she just wants to be with her sister and then we have a spot the guitar. we do we do it
1: took me it took me the better part of 5 minutes to guess okay which sister this is
0: the younger because younger.
1: They, they are so iconic. No, no, no. There's two actresses. They're related.
0: Oh, okay. They are sisters. Okay. So there's
1: Dakota Fanning and yeah. Elle Fanning. And I okay. was trying to figure out based Which on... One? The timing—I thought Dakota Fanning was going to be too old to be this girl, but then there was like the second time you saw her, I went, "No, this is a thousand percent Dakota Fanning." I don't know what movies I've seen her in, but nobody has like the look that that girl has. It she was does so have a very specific,
0: like obvious. eye, eye, like eye shape to face
1: shape. Yeah, ratio and yes. the color of the eyes and.
0: Yes. So yeah, this I was Dakota like, Fanning. Is the younger sister Brenda? Yep. And Grissom talks to Brenda he's asking her you know did anyone come in did you see anybody tonight and her only response is the buffalo and grissom really can't pry any further details out of her about the buffalo she just says the buffalo and that's
1: and up. all i could think of it about at this point was silent of the lambs silence of the lambs because it's like buffalo bill oh
0: buffalo bill yeah yeah We move to Grissom talking to the team. He's telling them, you know, don't do any interviews. Also don't talk to the sheriff. We then go to Grissom in the kitchen. It's the only room that has no blood in it. They find a knife missing from the drawer. So that leads Grissom and O'Reilly to believe that the suspect has been in the house before. And then Grissom lifts some footprints. We then go to Grissom talking to the paramedics and we realize that both of them were in the kitchen because it's their footprints in the kitchen that Grissom was able to, yep. to to pull up. He didn't get any other like full footprints other than the ones belonging to the paramedics. So Grissom ends up talking to the sheriff. The sheriff wants information. Grissom doesn't have any information for him. He says, as soon as I have something, you'll have something. And the sheriff wants him to be more like Eckley, who runs the day shift.
1: Well, you knew that at this point, but I wrote down I my did. notebook. Who is, who is Conrad Eckley? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I knew that. Because yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> he runs the day shift.
1: <laughs> also, something that you found out not too much longer. <laughs> yes, they, then Afterwards, run, yeah. they
0: do reveal it a little bit later in the episode. I was
1: like, like they were like, really talking about this person. Like, I should know who he is. Yeah, you were like, like guy, saying his name this gonna, seriously. This is going to be a big, important character. <laughs>
0: He he actually is a he he stays on the show I think through the, basically the end of the show so and so then Grissom ends up talking to Sarah he wants Sarah to transport Brenda to the hospital Sarah is not thrilled about this and then we do this little I shouldn't say yeah we move to this little montage of Warwick of Warwick Nick and Catherine collecting evidence so we see Warwick like finding tracks. In the mud near the house, yep. we see Nick taking pictures and then finding the BD, um, which <laughs> is like a self-rolled cigarette. Basically, is from my understanding. Not, I've never, I've, I, n- I've never been a cigarette smoker. So. I've never heard that term before. I've never heard of that. Term I was before. like, I was
1: like, I was like, that feels like it was a real flash in the pan slang.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right for this 2000. This could time, be very right?
1: California too, mm. which is something that happens a lot.
0: Yes. Yes, I it, I don't think it made it w- its way to New England. But they made and a big
1: deal about it, like being like. Yes, they kept repeating like, and... like,
0: "What does that mean?" And like, "Oh, the, yeah. only the, the cool kids knew what it mean." We also see Catherine collecting blood. We have a short scene of Grissom, and this does come up later, which is why I want to, I want I want to call it out of Grissom wanting to see all the personal property belonging to the victims once it's ready. So the coroner, yeah. the coroner's assistant is like taking the bodies out of the house, and Grissom is very purposely saying, "I want all the personal property." This is when Nick gets frustrated, punches the wall, says the kid should be at, um, I want to say T-ball, yeah. that's not right. It's the yeah, foot, yeah. pop Warner. My brother used to play in Pop Warner. that's what it is. He's like, "Oh, this kid should be playing Pop Warner, like, like like a
1: door or a door frame or something." Yeah,
0: I something like that. He literally really, punches walls slash door.
1: They also really make a big deal out of this for what I, I don't know why. Like they keep bringing up his hand hurts later. And then yes, they do. This is something it.
0: in in multiple instances that they that they bring up. We find out that the blood samples have been sent off to the lab, and this is where, this is the only other time that they bring up the quote-unquote cult symbols, where Grissom and Catherine are, I believe it's Grissom and Catherine talking about this, that it's not, they don't actually think it's a cult, they think it's an imitation. Catherine says, like, I've studied the Manson murders, this isn't actual cult behavior, this is an imitation, and... This is when Grissom tells his theory that he thinks the mother died first, the father went to protect the kids, and but he also knows that there should be more blood. Like there's something not quite adding up yeah. in this in this scenario at the moment. And this is when Catherine suggests or I think maybe Grissom suggests, they talk about maybe the teen daughter, but they admit that if it was the teen daughter, she would need help. So boyfriend? There's, like possibly question mark? It,
1: so there was a scene earlier when grissom first gets there he's talking to o'reilly he like says that there's two surviving daughters but they couldn't take the dad soaking wet or something right like because like i guess the dad was alleging the dad's a big guy that yep. they were little so they kind of like ruled them out early yes. on Yeah, so exactly it makes sense nice. they would need like the girlfriend the older daughter would need help like a boyfriend or something
0: yeah yep. and then we pop on over to sarah Admitting that she's not good with kids, so she's very worried about having to be in charge of Brenda. I'm not good with kids.
1: <laughs> Look, I'm not asking you to adopt her. Just take it over to Sunrise for
0: a psych eval, will you? She walks into the room that Brenda, where Brenda is, She's has made... A little drawing i think sarah says something like oh that's a nice picture that looks nice and so brenda immediately like scratches out the picture and then like knocks over the crayons and then we move to jim brass interrogating tina the older daughter she says that she heard footsteps in the kitchen she hid in the closet and then grissom harkening back to like if she did it she would have needed help he asks her if she's seeing anybody special yes and she is like no i hook up with different guys like nobody nobody's special and then grissom brings up uh, like any of those any of those uh not so special gentlemen called buffalo yeah, which you can see she has like a certain look on her face when he says that but she says no
1: yeah i wrote down that uh the daughter clearly knows who the buffalo is yes which you know i grissom is chasing down a lot uh, like a red herring for him basically at this point because spoiler alert we will find out that she does know who killed her of her whole family yeah it isn't it wasn't the buffalo but yeah so it's like she has that look at her face and you know it could be a number of reasons why it's there but yeah i was like yeah she definitely knows who the buffalo is
0: right and they kind of bring up you know it must be normal to hear footsteps in your house why like why tonight were you freaked out by those footsteps and she claims (laughs) that she knows her family's footsteps these footsteps were different
1: i would love to hear from anybody who feels like they would know like who was walking around their house and like if they heard a bunch and it's not just like footsteps like i heard a body dropping in the hallway you know what i mean
0: right like we had, we had really noisy stairs growing up because we lived in a mm-hmm. house that was built in like 1880 something and so i could tell you who was coming up the stairs Based on the sound, yeah. right? So, like, I could tell you, like, I don't recognize those footsteps coming up the stairs yeah. because, like, I knew where people stepped and like how hard they stepped, and you know what I mean, like. Yeah, yeah,
1: and they, they. I mean, the thing is, they do they really believe her? No, but they're also not like following up with any good questions. No, they're just like, all right, I I guess, like, uh, they're I guess like, oh, right. yeah, they. But I mean they weren't gonna get anything like they don't want to advance the story that way i get it but it was kind of like you're kind of like rolling over and just being like all right i'm just gonna to choose to disbelieve you versus investigate right yeah, right that was that was that one thing where i was kind of like you could do a little bit more here yeah,
0: I guess. push a little further like nah, no nah, we're gonna call it here we move to nick and warwick discussing the tracks that they found warwick is saying that they're a step down from a motorcycle and nick brings up and this is one of the multiple times that they bring up the bd and someone doesn't know what it is and somebody has to explain what it is i don't know why they're like so hyper focused on this bd and then we go technically this is also another spot the guest star we go back to
1: it's, the hospital?
0: Yes. We go back to the hospital with Sarah and a family services representative talking to the doctor who is your guest star. Yes. Yeah. From the first, I, I forgot that he made another appearance in the show. Yeah, I totally you're,
1: forgot. You're not a guest star when you, once you appear more than once, though. So. Okay. okay. So we'll, I, we'll, I, we'll I saw that. I was like, I wrote down. There, there's also like, um, you know, we've talked about it a bunch of times, but I think the guy who plays O'Reilly He's he's been in a million and a half things. I think he's been a you ton know I mean? of th- I think he's like that you guy. Know, he's a character actor, right? So mm-hmm. he's he's always in but typically reserving spot the guest star for somebody who's been in something noticeable and big and you know, maybe a slightly more recognizable name for people. But yeah. I think when people show up more than once then we you know.
0: Alright, so we're gonna we're we're gonna scratch out that spot the guest star because it's it's their second and showing. No no theme music. Can no be theme over music. Here. I gotta find theme music. Thank you for the reminder. It's and got
1: Rip off like star what's the show that like, the talent show star something. america's got talent no he's, he's older than that they would be oh, like okay. uh yeah anyways i think the i think the jackson five were on it like that's how old I'm oh talking gosh about.
0: okay i know what you're talking about but i don't know the name but yet. yeah it has
1: like very it's very like 70s music
0: yeah yeah we'll see yeah. we'll see what we can find and the doctor is recommending that brenda get like a psychological like a head exam psychological exam and the family services rep tries to take over but Brenda goes to Sam with Sarah and Sarah states that she isn't leaving her so she seems to have flipped very quickly on her i don't do well with children line her and Brenda seem to have connected we head on over to Catherine Catherine in the, the bedroom
1: the oh. family services thing was kind of weird i think that's mostly to set up for that scene later with the uh,
0: the joke scene with uh, yeah i think with you're Catherine. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Not the joke scene. Then. Yeah. So we go to Catherine in the bedroom. We get a little montage of her taking pictures, like the pitch, like putting the picture markers down, taking pictures, and then labeling pictures. We hear a clock chime, and that's when she says, "Oh no!" Like Lynn's and you can yep. see that she kind of panics.
1: I love the use of uh, transparent film here. That's probably legit all they would be doing at this time, but probably in modern day it would all be like iPads and Yeah, it would all be digital and things like that, but it's like it's it's like a real solid tool for figuring writing something out, erasing it, you know, and, and, and just overlaying it over something over and over again. And yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. People used to use that for stuff all the time.
0: Yep. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Tr- little plastic transparent overlays.
0: Yep. So we go to Grissom and Warwick, we find out that the treads that were found at the scene belong to a ninety three Honda scooter, which is our what what's what's the segment called? Our
1: Product Placement.
0: Product placement. Our product
1: is, placement. Is to. is that product placement? I mean a ninety three Honda scooter would be a would be seven even seven year it. old scooter, but then yeah i was trying to see if I had a. I was flipping back in my notes trying to see if I had a name for this section. But yeah, it's it it, it is a, a product that they name. But the there really wasn't like an overt. Like no, and we diverse. never
0: and we never. spoil alert: we never see it fully assembled. Yes, that's we true. don't. We don't get to see it's it in not, pristine condition. Not, not the best
1: ad. No, no. Um, maybe it's a bunny sculptures. That's our product placement. Yes, that's
0: our product placement. <laughs> bunny bunny sculptures for your garden. So Warwick lets Grissom know that a kid four blocks from the scene has one. And this is when we also learn from Grissom that there was no blood on Tina's clothing. So you would think that someone who is worried about her family would physically check on them and and have some blood transfer, but there's absolutely and she, no blood on her clothing.
1: Yeah, they bring up that she like like has basically, right? Or like she's claiming that she's you know, hugged her mom or something. At one
0: yeah, point. something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but there's no blood on her clothing which seems to not cooperate that so we head to Catherine arriving at home she's looking for Lindsay. we find out that eddie picked her up from dance and he's giving her the like hey don't worry about it my kid too and then i'm also gonna give you a massage even though we're not on the best of terms and can i feed you pancakes Ultra creepy. super creepy and then Catherine gets a a page from grissom and then she calls him back and Grissom is calling her back into the scene so we then have a short scene between Grissom and Eckley in the hallway where Eckley is trying to say that there's a competition between the teams, Grissom doesn't tend to agree, other than that they beat them in softball, but he doesn't think that in a in a work environment that there should be a competition but, between the, the day shift and the night shift.
1: I'm trying to think, you know, like I don't know if Sarah was around for the softball tournament. I would think like, not, unless it was like but very like, recent Xander, not really a sports guy. Sure, Nick, Warwick, they look they're pretty athletic. Catherine could probably hold her own pretty well. But I was like, who who else? The old corner dude? You think he's teeing it Bob up,
0: Robin? <laughs>
1: you know, Xander. He doesn't look like he's that coordinated.
0: San- Sanders. Sa- Sa- Sanders. Sorry. Sanders. Age. Not to
1: be confused with Buffy. From. Yellow
0: I, was say, I was like, <laughs> we did talk about Buffy earlier today, so I can un- I can understand the confusion.
1: But I mean, I guess there's probably a whole bunch of other people working there that you don't quite see. Also, I have no idea what the day should look like looks like and quite frankly the uh, ponies uh, Conrad Eckley does not look like he's a great uh, he, he's probably not a kind of guy who is picked first in, yeah, a, uh, a soft in high team. school for example. Yeah. softball team. Yeah, probably not
0: we move to work and Jim Brass interrogating a teenage boy he lets them know that Tina is a freak which Warwick if thankfully Grissom wasn't in the room because Grissom would have no idea what this teen was talking about. Warwick immediately is like, oh, sexually, like he means sexually. And the teen says that he doesn't know where the scooter is. You know, times are tough financially for his family and he shares it with three other guys. We then move to the night shift in like the break room. Sarah's letting them know that Brenda responds to the name Buffalo. She freaks out when she hears it and then says and then does that nice little joke about leaving the girl in the car which has Grissom and Catherine horrified until she's like give me some credit like she's at the hospital I like,
1: I, worry I, about I, it. I really like that scene
0: I really liked the scene I was like yeah. this is a solid scene
1: it's like I don't know it, it, it really shows you the difference between a nerdy person like Sarah and the nerdy person that is Grissom Yes. Right. In a lot of ways, she's, she's like a little like him, right? That's why he likes her. Yes. But she's also doesn't have that sort of like out of touch. She's very much, she understands what she's talking, like she understands the moment. Yes. And and she's just like pulling their leg, and they they believe that she would do that right, for a brief like, second,
0: for a brief moment. They're like, "Oh my god, they left! She left the kid in the car." Yeah, give Sarah more credit, I guys. Left,
1: I left the AC running or something. Actually, yeah, she just, she, she said, "I the window cracked." Yeah, I left
0: the window cracked. Yeah, cracked. The window
1: cracked. <laughs> it was like that was like the chef's kiss of that scene, because it was like it just took it to that next level, where you're like, "Oh yeah, that was good. I like that."
0: It was so good. We head on over to uh, Catherine Grissom talking to Tina, the older sister. They're pressing her as to why she doesn't have any blood on her clothing. Her answer is that she was scared and she just ran to the neighbors. Like, that was just her, how she responded to it. And we move to Jim Brass and Nick talking to the three other guys that share ownership of The scooter and the last guy that they talk to asks for a lawyer. And then after this, Jim Brass leaves and then he goes to smoke a Beattie. And then has a, I can do this because like Basic Instinct and Sharon Stone. Like I know my rights.
1: What a weird, it was such a weird scene.
0: Such a weird scene. And so Nick confiscates the Beatties and then he also asks if he has any matches and he confiscates the match uh, book from him. Jim Brass then goes into... Where Grissom and Catherine are with Tina and says that the kid that asked for the lawyer is Jesse Overton. Tina, again, looks noticeably nervous. She, again, wants to see her sister. We quickly pop over to Nick matching the matches. Yes. (laughs) Making a match. I was like, like, Nick matches matches.
1: What was the, the other matchup? We had a bunch of bullet line matchup scenes. But didn't we have uh, oh the toenail clipping? The toenail clipping. <laughs> the toenail mm-hmm. clipping the toenail matchup? Clipping. That's yep. what reminded me of the toenail clippings. Yep. I was like, 50% of these murders have been solved by matching in a broken inanimate object against another inanimate object. Yes.
0: We pop on over to Jim Brass and Grissom looking over trash bins where they find our terrible product placement in pieces. So yep. bad product placement. They find the, the getaway vehicle in pieces in the trash bin. And they also find bloody jeans, and so from this, Jesse pleads Extreme,
1: guilty. Extremely bloody jeans. Like, don't you, think your, don't you think your mom would ask why there's so much blood on your jeans?
0: I mean, I think the idea is that he immediately like got home and he did put a changed micro- out of them and put them in the bin.
1: <laughs> he did put an entire motorcycle on top. That's true.
0: That is true. So also, he pleads guilty. Mom
1: wouldn't mom might my dad might get a little angry when he goes to bring the trash out and there's not enough room because there's an entire functional motor like motorcycle in the trash yeah in
0: there I'll just say I was like they I've been good with trash at my new place but they only do recycling every other week I have to be very particular about what I put in recycling because it fills up fast. Yeah. I do a lot of recycling in my house. And I it's don't... a bummer that they only pick it up every other week. They pick up trash every week. Recycling is every other week.
1: What's We do uh, double recycling buckets in uh, our house. Oh, okay. Because okay. we produce way more recycling than we do trash, especially with Amazon boxes. But, oh, my uh... gosh.
0: I have so many boxes from moving that it's going to take me a year oh, yeah. to recycle all the boxes from moving.
1: We can do, actually, uh, extra cardboard so if okay, you ever you. if you ever come to my house, if you want to pre-bundle some cardboard, all right, maybe you, I will. we'll happily just drop it on our street side. Okay, all right. I, um, might,
0: I might I might take you up on that actually. But uh, bring, I guess I'll bring this... it over. I'll bring it over as my gift for the pig roast. No, I'll bring yeah, over yeah. buffalo chicken dip for the pig roast. Nice.
1: One thing to note is that maybe when you be throwing away a motorcycle in the trash bin is our is is that this is probably a simpler time before you had to pay. For all the extra trash you produced,
0: yes,
1: towns yeah. didn't have the one dollar per yep. bag, yep, yep, thing, yep. um. Which, you know, I I respect and is is actually quite a good practice. But I grew up in the city of Boston and you could throw anything away. And when we moved out of our house for like four weeks in a row, we filled up our entire curb 60, 80 feet with just stuff. furniture. or Because tr- it wasn't just the stuff from our house. We had all the stuff from my mom's house from when she right. passed away, yep. stashed yep. in our basement. Yep. So um, And my dad like tipped those trash guys like 40 bucks a week in cash. Because it would take them 25 minutes to load up. Yeah, to load it up. And, and I can only imagine it takes up like half the dumpster. Right, they probably so have to like go cool. back and yeah. get rid of their trash at some point because He's of our house. Back. So, but you give them some money and they're, they're not going to complain or tell anybody.
0: Uh, all, the, all the fun adult things that we have going on in our lives. Yeah. So, Jesse pleads guilty. He ends up taking a lie detector. Oh, oh. I
1: want to talk about this. Oh. They, this is very abrupt. Yes. They're investigating this guy. <laughs> <laughs> some bloody jeans. All right, we're putting the evidence together. Cut. He's pleading guilty. <laughs> he just wants to avoid the death penalty. He's taking a lie detector. We're gonna keep falling. And like, I'm looking at the clock. There's like 20 minutes left in this episode. You're like, what is happening? I was like, what an abrupt transition. This also like reminds me of like one of those things. Was this supposed to be two episodes? They crimmed it into one. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really know. I literally wrote down. This kid is admitting the crime. WTF
0: yes yes he immediately he immediately caves they find they find the Honda scooter and they find the bloody jeans and he's like yep I did it like I'm not gonna no fight no fight for me so during the lie detector he admits that Tina approached him about killing her family he admits to killing the family we see some cuts between the reenactment And Jesse taking the lie detector test. But he seems a little strange about the part of the test where they ask, like, why? Yes, Right? Like, did you kill them so that you and Tina could be together? And you can see a noticeable pause. And he's like, yes. And so Jim Grass comes out and says... You know he was truthful about everything other than the why. He he, like the spikes were not consistent. He is lying about the why, and I noted down. And I I think that you're going to agree with me here. Grissom Grissom suddenly cares about the why. Yeah. Suddenly Grissom. Really cares about the why. Didn't care about the why in all the first, the earlier episodes. It's very much like we don't care about the why. We just care about the facts, and we just care about getting the killer. And now suddenly he's like, no, we need to know why this happened.
1: I was expecting like for like. i Didn't have a lot of time to think about it, but I was reflecting on Catherine and Nick in the other episode. Yes, where she, the where she two says, women like this yeah. isn't over. We got to figure out the why. I thought there was yes. going to be a whole thing briefly with grissom and Catherine, where like that she was going to be the one who wanted to figure out the why right right? and like sarah would be on her side because sarah's made a bond with brenda right and nick and you know and then it would have been like and 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 then like also tying back to that grissom isn't always right thing but no grissom was just on team Nope.
0: suddenly grissom
1: grissom's Grissom's character is whatever advances the plot so far yep so far this season
0: yep Yep, so we then go to, speaking of Grissom, we go to Grissom at the morgue. He's talking to Doc Robbins, and Doc Robbins says that he gave the evidence, like the personal effects of the mm-hmm. family, to Eckley. So Grissom confronts Eckley. They have a bit of a back and forth. Eckley tells him where the evidence is. As Grissom is looking at the evidence, he ends up cleaning a necklace that has a buffalo on it. Bum, yep. Bum.
1: Which didn't they show us that once already? No. No. The no. The scene,
0: okay. the cut scene, the reenactment that shows this is it's later. immediately at, or ever. It's pretty soon after this. Yep. And so Grissom talks to Sarah and asks if they've checked for sexual abuse on Brenda, which Sarah says no. Like they had no, you know, they had no reason to to do that. And so Grissom asks her to take some pictures. So Sarah takes ultra—I think it's ultraviolet pictures of. Mm-hmm of brenda and i said like good for sarah about like being all about consent again i know this is a very different consent conversation but she's being yeah. very considerate of brenda even though and Brenda's a very young, young child and walking her through like hey this is what i'm gonna do is it okay if i do this and like here i'll take a picture of me first and then can i take a picture of you and i was like good for you sarah and showing she is pretty good with kids Joan, she's pretty good with kids, right? She's, She's, like, getting to their level and, you know, understanding that this might be a scary experience for Brenda, so being willing to take a picture of herself to show Brenda that it's not scary and you know, make her feel more comfortable. So yeah, Sarah definitely comes out of this looking like she's much better with kids than she thinks she is. So we move on over to Catherine doing the blood mapping. She's kind of like at the board, piecing this all together. And she's walking through the steps like, okay, killer, like killed the mother. Dad goes to protect the daughter. See? And then, and like, and then kind of trails off. is, is kind of like, wait a second. Like this doesn't make, this doesn't I, make sense.
1: You know, we didn't talk about this, but I, and I don't have it written down. I think that's part of why. But I felt like it was pretty obvious early on that they were they had the order of events wrong. This whole yes. mom was killed first and then dad got out of bed and ran to Brenda's room. I didn't really want to like jump ahead in the plot. But I was like very early on like, well, look, clearly that's not what happened. Right, and I didn't really so know. I, but it. I never really figured out the why. I actually didn't do a great job of figuring out the why. Until, like, right after before. the lie detector scene. Yeah. No, yeah. after the lie. Yeah. And it was like, well, there's really only one, one right. answer to this question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, we, we've we already ruled out the murder as being the Buffalo. Yes. And, and so it was, it was, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think I was like kind of in shock. I don't, There was like this big gap in when, in when I took notes. So, you know, I guess in some ways, kudos to the story. But yeah, the, the, the Catherine scene, I was like, oh, yeah, finally, they're going to settle this fact that, like, you would never enter the bedroom with like the mom and the dad and stab the mom first
0: right you would take you out the biggest I mean? threat first
1: yeah well especially since they already said the dad was like a big guy right that would be difficult to take down or anything said right so so i didn't really want to like jump into that earlier but yeah they now they're going through the scene now they're playing it out and it's all it's sort of like bringing together all the sort of question marks which what do they call them like closing the gaps or something
0: yes yes yeah And so we see a reenactment of the father leaving Brenda's room. So instead of, like, running to Brenda's room, we see a reenactment of him leaving the room and getting stabbed. And then the blood drops coming from the knife, walking away from the stabbing and that's what caused caused the blood drops, not that he got stabbed and then went to Brenda's room. As she's investigating the blood, Ted with Family Services shows up, and this is what you were referring to earlier. He lets her know that he's there inquiring about Lindsay because her husband, I guess they're not divorced. Yeah. Because Grissom was saying ex-husband, and then he was like, "Oh, your Mm -hmm. husband." So I was like, "Maybe they're not officially. Maybe they're separated, but not divorced." So he says, "Your husband says that you routinely neglect her, and basically, there's a case open. Be you're on watch, like know what's up."
1: You know, Eddie, you've been really creepy. Trying this is not how you get inside, like get a woman to fall back in love with you. No, bad strategy. Back into a corner and try to steal her child from her.
0: Bad, bad strategy, Eddie. (laughs)
1: I was like, you have basically apparently given up.
0: Yeah, yeah no, he's just going to go full revenge versus hoping yeah. to reconcile. So after this, Catherine calls Grissom tells him that something is off in like the map that she did of the blood drops and that the droplet actually shows that he was leaving brenda's bedroom and that he was actually killed first not the mother so as you were saying the kind of order of events was incorrect initially now they're correcting that we go to sarah and grissom processing the photos taken of brenda and they show brenda all bruised and i don't think we need to go into specifics about like what this actually means sexual assault off most certainly happened to this little girl so
1: and they do a good like transition here right where they're like developing one photo then they sort of cut yes to having a conversation i don't why did i I cannot remember her name the older tina tina yeah they cut to to having a conversation with tina showing the pictures which i think is a great primer to sort of emotionally charge the scene in terms of what's coming next. But I just want to say before you reveal anything, I have literally wrote down my notebook, did not see that coming.
0: Oh, all right. So this was, this was a surprise. Okay. I was
1: like, and I wrote it out and I underlined it. I was like, missed the boat, missed the boat on that. On You're the like, second nope. watch through, they did a really good job with like these little moments. And then it like all makes sense, and so yes. maybe we'll dive into that at the end. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it was one of those things, again, because I felt this was such a good twist, I didn't want to, like, jump ahead. Yeah, too far ahead. And Even though, again... Spoiler-free spoiler, podcast. Spoiler,
0: spoiler alert. This episode came out in 2000. You've had plenty of time to watch it, and you should probably hey, I watch have, it if listening to this episode.
1: I have not had plenty of time to watch it. That is true. But I oh. still have watched it before we record these episodes. This is the So, you, the so truth. you should do.
0: You should do. Yes. If Nick can do it, you can do it. So, yeah. So as Nick mentioned, there's a very interesting cut where they're processing the photos. And then we see the photos being shown to Tina as Grissom and Jim Brass are talking to her so they're letting her know that they have evidence of sexual assault against brenda and that the father was in the room that night and grissom goes on to explain that blood falls in a certain way depending on the motion of the victim and that's how they could tell that the father was leaving brenda's room that night and when they ask her like they they understand why she would kill the father they ask her why she would kill the mother and her two brothers And her response is that they should have protected me. And so this is our first introduction to, which again, makes sense. Like, I don't think I picked this up the first time I watched this episode either. It would make sense that Brenda would not be his first victim. Like, if he has an older Mm. daughter, it makes a lot of sense that, like, he he didn't wait until he had a younger daughter to do this. This makes sense that he targeted his older daughter first. And then, Which was
1: not the shock to me,
0: by the way. The shock this is. The clear. <laughs> ne- I'm guessing the shock is the next line where she admits that she, you know, she was able to deal with it. She could handle it. But when he went for her daughter, that was when the line was crossed.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh my god, because I kind of assumed the oh Tina was probably like molested. Yeah. Now she's seeing her sister happen to her sister. I never once thought about the <sighs> implication of it could be her daughter, and then i think like when they go to like all the different boys and they've all you know so they're sort of like playing into that stereotype of which is not really fair but no you know that women who are molested by their parents are somehow like less you know reserved sexually or something right yeah so they did a good job with i think like having brenda's character like you should have known that something was up with her but the fact that you i mean uh Tina. Tina's character yeah the fact that Brenda was her daughter that was I think that was like solid a, an extra ball. yeah it was a solid curveball and then uh, you know the scene that I went back to on the second watch the most was when they're first outside and they won't let Tina see Brenda yeah and Brenda's in shock because it's both like Brenda's shock isn't just her family was killed it's that she was just assaulted, assaulted. right right and right. and like she really is in this like real state of shock And Tina wants to hug her. She, you know, she wants to be with her. Right. And it's extra powerful now, like on the second watch through, knowing that that's her daughter and just her sister. Right. And that she, and, and also like knowing for sure. I don't think when you're first watching that scene, you're, you're jumping to that conclusion that she also went through this. Right. Right. You know, and so it was a really good, it was just a really good scene. I I just like really, really amped up the, like the, the the writing in the episode and the payoff of of just all these little things.
0: I agree. No, I think a hundred percent. So Tina says that Brenda might hate her, but at least I protected her. So she feels justified in her actions. Even if that means that her daughter hates her, at least in her mind, she protected her daughter when no one protected her.
1: Yeah. Although, the only question mark I had is, they may seem like the younger brother was pretty young. <laughs> pretty
0: young, yeah. I can't quite blame the younger brother in this one. Maybe He's sort of like, older could the older brother... The older
1: brother... Yeah, I mean, I feel like the older brother had some personal responsibility in this situation. They may have seemed like he was like 15, 16 years, Like, about right. the same age as Tina. Yeah. If, you know, so if not older. So, I was fine with the younger brother. Like he was like
0: six. He looked because, way too young to be... Yeah. Like respond, he, ...to be considered responsible for... Not protecting, yeah, especially when mom older sister.
1: and older brother are probably telling him, you know, right. not paying attention. Right. Don't pay attention. Yeah, ignore that. You right. know. Also, he goes to bed at like seven. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's missing it. He's missing it. We have a shot with Sarah with Brenda at the hospital. They're holding hands. It's very sweet. And we then see Catherine leaving the locker room. Grissom tells Nick that it'll be back to normal in 24 hours which is supposed to be regarding nick's hand yes but then we move to a scene where grissom stops and does a crossword and seems to be back to normal after this horrific case Mm -hmm. and walks by and like looks in like approvingly like oh gosh darn that grissom like doing his crossword puzzles
1: I was trying to pay attention in the second watch through. Was that crossword puzzle, Eckley's crossword puzzle?
0: Probably. That he was finishing. I think it that's what he was, was supposed to be.
1: Right. And so it was supposed to be more like sticking it to Eckley yep. than anything else. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it was like, I was like, I guess this is a genius level crossword puzzle solver. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he can do, he can do the basic <laughs> newspaper ones. Cause he yeah. does his genius core crossword puzzles. And that is the end of the episode. So Nick, what did you think about this episode?
1: I like this episode. This is a good episode. I am very curious what you thought of this episode because we have discussed a few times that you really like the three crime, three plot two or, episode. Two or crimes, yeah. And this, usually... this is not one of those. No. But I thought I... it was a really good episode.
0: Yeah, I also think that this was a really good episode. And I think trying to remember the first time I watched it, I also feel that, similar to you, I probably wasn't super shocked to find out that Tina was also being molested but I was floored to find out that she was Brenda's mother. Like, yeah. I, I, I fairly and I'm fairly certain that I was like, oh wow, that I did not see that coming like that that like really shook me. So I I was so,
1: I was so proud that I could identify Dakota Fanning as like a five-year old. She's and, so young she's and baby. I totally buried the lead on the greatest prediction I could have ever made in the history of CSI <gasps> if I had just figured out that she was Tina's daughter yeah but yeah I, the, even with the weirdness that is like the oh he's confessing which I still you know I said it earlier and and I I didn't I never had, I didn't even have it in my notes I just thought about it while we were recording and now I'm sort of doubling down on it this does feel like maybe it was originally written to be a two-parter mm. right because you could imagine there being a cliffhanger and then them coming back to that and then cliff. And then having this big, luck like, twist at the end of a two-parter would be, like, a real big right. thing, it does, right? I,
0: I agree that this episode feels like scenes were cut from it. Yeah. It does feel that we, we're bunnies, missing scenes that we should The bunnies, the circles. Yeah, the bunnies, the circles, the... It went very quick to, we have evidence against this this teen, to this teen is... Guilty and he's giving his confession. There was like nothing between that. It just feels, it it, it it definitely feels like we're missing some scenes.
1: Did Nick Stokes punch a second wall? <laughs> and that's why his hand was so in bad shape?
0: Why it hurts so bad? Because he didn't seem to like really punch that door frame all that hard. Like he just gave it a little like.
1: And like who ices up an injury, oh, I don't know, 36 hours after it happened?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like three hours in what they. In, we'll have to, in, in the speed in which they, they operate in the CSI you, lab. Do, do you
1: own the DVDs? do you I have the director's commentary don't. deleted scenes? We and should
0: then... look on eBay for them. I would look on eBay for them to see if we can get the commentary. If, if we have like
1: a, a in-person watch party, maybe we uh, oh, splurge and get some DVDs. Awesome. Or, a, or a Blu-ray or something. Is there like yeah. a 20th anniversary edition?
0: I don't know. That would be great if there is though. Mm. Check the eBay's. Or, you know... Uh, let us know. This is on, a, on our social media, guys.
1: This is a very well-rated uh, episode on IMDb because when I finally committed to my guests for whose spot the guest star was, I had to go look it up
0: immediately. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, eight point was, eight point six out of ten. It's pretty mm-hmm. pretty good. And yeah, so uh, if you want to let us know about Blu-rays or DVDs or anything else related to this podcast, you can find us on Facebook at Who Are You: colon, A CSI Podcast. We are also on Instagram and Twitter at Who Are You Pod. We are not on Threads yet, but I will most likely be getting us on Threads. So oh, you'll, okay. you'll, you'll probably see us on Threads soon. We're not there at the moment, but we'll, we'll probably be there because we already have an Instagram account, so we might as well. And Or you can email us at Who Are You CSI at gmail.com. And next week, we will be back with Season 1, Episode 8, Anonymous. And yes, we'll see you then.
1: No spoilers.